Hello and welcome to an all-new episode of Press YYZ. We're the only Canadian gaming podcast that you can catch live on Twitch every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, as well as on the podcast service of your choice and on YouTube every Thursday. My name's Nathan. Hey, how's it going? Um, and today I'm joined by Cozy. Cozy, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well. If you heard a lot of mouth-breathing noises in the last episode of the podcast, that was me getting used to my new microphone, but I learned a handy-dandy technique that hopefully will prevent such noises from interfering in this podcast's audio. Perfect. And also, uh, returning to the podcast, AJ. AJ, how are you doing? Doing man buns is hard when you have long hair. Do you have any tips, Nathan? I have problems doing man buns myself. I've never yeah. been able to. Quite you're not. You're not an expert. Down. No. Okay. Well, I've tried many times, and it just never seems to work. Yeah, it always just falls apart. It's really weird. I feel like I could pull off the like big boss man bun, which is to say, like the tiny little like samurai man bun that's just sort of sticking there out of the back. I think I could rock it. Mm-hmm. So uh, one day, one day, maybe I'll have a man bun. I'm looking forward to that day. Yeah, I grow it out. Go for it. Um, unfortunately, today is not that day. Oh. Um, before we get started, a quick reminder that uh, we always stand against uh, everybody here at Press YYZ stands against discrimination of any kind. And we appreciate how you choose to give back to our show. There's no better uh, way to support us than being excellent to each other. Well, I can tell I haven't hosted in a little while. I don't have my verbiage down as much as I used to. Hey, um, a few right. quick house. It's all right. You should be good with words with Wordle going around. Come on. Oh, yes. I'm an expert. I'm like, wait, we'll come back to Wordle. Okay. Um, uh, So quick housekeeping. Um, I'm going to be playing Mortal Kombat again tomorrow. 
I'm definitely going to be finishing the main campaign and jumping into the DLC aftermath content. And I don't know how much is there or how many chapters there are. So we'll see if we can push through the entire aftermath or it goes into the next week. So, but definitely we're going to have a full night of more Mortal Kombat story. I'm really enjoying what they've done with the time travel, moving the characters from the different realms and getting to react to each other. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. Nether Realms does story so well. I've said that before and I'll continue to say that nobody does story quite like nether realms in fighting games and i wish other fighting games would take cues so um and then beyond that um this is a little bit of a teaser for what our next um weekly play along is going to be but cozy monday you're playing nobody saves the world yes that's right i'm playing nobody saves the world uh i am very excited to see uh what the latest game from the studio behind guacamole and guacamole 2 and severed uh, has to offer us and if you within the press yz community are also going to be playing nobody saves the world and want to play along uh hit me up on twitter or on the press yz discord because the more the merrier it's um it's a i'm i'm like two hours into it maybe three hours into it i'm having a lot of fun with it so far i don't want to get into my thoughts because we'll save that for once we've beaten the game hmm. um or played the game enough of the game to say to talk about it um but i'm having a lot of fun uh with it Drinkbox has the special sauce Hell so yeah. um and i've loved drink box games severed you know what give me a sever two on the vita please i know that's literally impossible now but just do yeah. it anyways well, well. So um all right so with that being said uh we've talked about the next play along oh cozy our date for that play along will be february 2nd then for nobody saves the world am i doing my math right uh it will be on january 24th oh you mean that the date on which we will be reviewing nobody saves the world yes yes it'll yeah. be uh february 2nd the date on which i will be playing it uh live here on twitch.tv slash press will be january 24th okay perfect yeah so january 24th goes we'll be playing it we'll be talking about it on february 2nd um so yeah uh look forward to that please be excited um with that being said so i'm just looking at what we've been playing here obviously we're going to save the gunk as a major topic of our show so cozy you've uh, been soaring through space as a guardians of the galaxy why don't you tell me about a bit about that yes so i picked up uh marvel's guardians of the galaxy um back at the end of 2021 i had grand aspirations to play uh this game alongside Deathloop. um death ended up taking up uh, quite a bit of my time, so I wasn't able to kind of factor both games in there. Uh, but I did want to get to Guardians of the Galaxy sooner rather than later. Um, and this past week, I was like, you know what? I, I have the itch. Let's go ahead. Let's plop that disc in there. Wait an hour for it to download all its patches and whatnots. And let's jump right in. And let me tell you, I beat this game. And I am quite 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 impressed i don't think that idos montreal's uh latest opus is a absolutely perfect game i think that there are uh, a lot of things that i can point to that are less than stellar but at its best this game reminded me so much of uncharted during its golden age during the playstation 3 era i feel like 
it, you know, in the years uh, since the release of Naughty Dog's Seminal Trilogy, we've gotten a lot of other games that have uh, featured a lot of Uncharted-like elements, or even games like the modern Tomb Raider reboot trilogy, which, you know, in many ways kind of rip off those games. But I feel like very few games have come as close to just kind of capturing those games sense of kind of swashbuckling adventure the way that this game does. This game does a really good job of kind of taking those games sort of base formula and adding just enough extra complexity onto it to feel like a modern 2021 game, but not so much that it feels like it's overdone, feels like it's sort of overcooked. Um, the writing across the board, consistently excellent. I was kind of so, so, so uh, impressed by the kind of moment-to-moment -moment, uh, conversations that the Guardians have with each other to the point that I'll just outright say it. I think the writing in this game is stronger than even the movies are. Uh, and yeah, overall, it just it really uh, kind of kept me motivated to kind of keep playing, which says a lot because I would say that one of the biggest issues with this game is that unfortunately it does succumb a little bit to super long AAA game itis as a lot of other AAA games are prone to these days. But yeah, great time. Okay, so um, yeah, so this is one of those games. I know Mitch really spoke highly of this when he played it. He was a big fan. And I've actually heard a lot of those same um, compliments bevied at it that it's a lot that better than some of the movies. So I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, I mean, um, if, uh, it's uh, of course, like, you know, you can't beat the kind of cinematic flair of the movies. And of course, you know, I, I do want to, you know, give proper due credit to James Gunn, you know, and everyone else at the Marvel factory for, you know, making the Guardians a household name to begin with. The fact of the matter is that this game couldn't exist if it weren't for those two movies, you know, uh, setting up the Guardians as something that we'll all uh, love and appreciate to begin with. Um, but yeah, I think this game uh, actually pluses uh, what those movies do and it delivers an even more, I would say, like emotionally satisfying uh, experience. Interesting. Okay, okay. Um, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to hopefully getting a chance to play it. I have it. I just haven't had a chance to play it because other things keep popping up, but it's on my list of things to get to. So I'm looking forward to being able to compare notes with you guys on it. Yeah. Now, and I, <clears throat> I'm going to try. Way, and... oh, I just want to say, ahead. unfortunately, Mitch couldn't join us uh, this evening. He was real pooped out from some snow shoveling. I will be playing through this game again because there are a lot of collectibles that I miss and apparently like a lot of diverging paths that you can take via dialogue choices that can allow for some pretty different outcomes. So hopefully uh, when Mitch returns to the podcast, we'll have an opportunity to uh, chat about our shared experiences with this game. How long uh, would you say it is? Uh, the game is a total of 16 chapters in length. Um, I beat it within the past week, um, but I was definitely powering through it on quite a few occasions. I'd say maybe like, I want to say like 15, 14 hours. Okay. I'm just actually looking up how long to beat it. It says 17 for the main story, 24 for completionists. That's so you're about, about right. Yeah. Um, AJ, sorry, you were trying to get some words out. Yeah, no, I was just, I was off. just going to say if it felt like, um, if it felt like in order to get the platinum, you needed to play through the whole thing again, or if it was just, if it's just, um, what's the word? If, if it's clean just, up. you know, clean up stuff or whatever. Um, apparently like you can use a lot of, uh, chapter selects to 
replay through previous chapters and get stuff that you previously missed. I missed quite a bit, though. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be a little bit more substantial than just a little bit of cleanup. But like I said, I am like actually genuinely really looking forward to my second playthrough of it. So it, it, it's not like something that I'm looking forward to doing begrudgingly. Okay. Cool. Sweet. Uh, speaking about James Gunn, um, I just wanted to say, if you haven't had a chance, check out the new Peacemaker series. The first three episodes um, er, like are up and watchable. Uh, it is excellent. John Cena is phenomenal in it as Peacemaker. It def- picks up right where Suicide Squad left um, and features a bunch of the same characters. And it is the funniest show I've watched all year and potentially has the best opening for a show I've ever seen. The best to know. like minute and a half. Even if you don't watch the show, just watch the minute and a half. It might convince you just to watch the show. I can't even okay. begin to describe it about how good it is. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, really absurd, really funny, um, super good. So um, that being said, uh, we'll segue away from there. Um, I don't know a good segue for this. So AJ, tell me about Project Zomboid. You've been playing this one a little bit now. Yeah, I've been playing it uh, a lot, actually. Um, I think I may have accidentally left it running at one point, like over a weekend when I tried to like remote into my computer and play it for a little bit. Um, So the hour count might be skewed, but Steam says I've got about 150 hours into it. And wow, I when I when it came back into focus, um, towards the end of last year, um, I think I had maybe put 10 into it total. And that's since 2013 when I first bought it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's still, it's still in development, still in early access, as I mentioned the last time I was on, but um, uh, it was one of those, I I put all that time into it. And then I, I didn't pick it up for a week because I had put a lot of time into a, a character and I did really well. And then when you die, you die. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's when you're playing single player, like the challenge is trying to rank up all the skills that you can and build a, a, a fortify a, a nice base somewhere and just try to survive for as long as you can in it. Um, you know, the multiplayer function is is, is fine as well. I know a, a couple other people in our uh, discord um, invite GG says press YYZ um we're playing it for a little bit as well um but uh lucas and uh kyle right yeah kyle and uh lucas um and uh you know they they seem to have a a lot of fun with it too but it's it's one of those it's like a top-down isometric looking thing and it's just it's just super cool um to play i um i was heartbroken when i lost this one character but a week later like yesterday i picked it up again for the first time in a little while. And I, um, uh, started leveling up a new, a new character using the same, uh, base stats and everything that you start with the, the same character build, um, if you will. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's my time with project Zomboid. It's, um, uh, cozy. I posted a, a better link. That's a little more interesting than this one in, um, oh, perfect. in the, uh, the what's new, um, sheet. 
I, I appreciate uh, it no because if you yeah. go and look up Project Zomboid on uh, YouTube, like most of the videos are like, here's my experience playing Project Zomboid. My time with Project Zomboid, this isn't what I expected. There's no good, like, yeah. here's a full seven hour, like no commentary playthrough of Project Zomboid the way there is with like the gunk or Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. It's not like start at, here's chapter one of whatever. No, it's... So yeah, it's it's every, everybody's story is like their own in, in Project Zomboid. Um I can recommend um YouTuber Nurse, um Private Lime and Ambiguous Amphibian for for good uh Project Zomboid videos if you kind of want to get into it cuz watching some of those is kind of what made me realize, okay, you know what? I need to pick this up again. I think it's time to 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 jump back into this and then I put 100 hours into it. Um, so yeah, it's just, um, it's, it's very systems heavy. It's very complex, but it's, it's super rewarding if you can get good at it. Um, it's just, it's, it's so oddly satisfying. I think at some point, um, I know it was on sale for a while, so, you know, maybe wait for, for another sale, uh, in the future, but if there's a point where we can get together and at least, you know, run through a little bit of it for, for the night, like the map is absolutely huge and there's a lot to explore. Um, and it, you know, it just, it's one of those, if you, if you go onto the subreddit, actually, um, a lot of people are discovering, um, a bunch of hidden lore of the zombie outbreak and a story behind it that you don't get to see because you sort of start the game and the zombie, outbreak has already started but you can run around and you find vhs tapes of like people's home movies and stuff and it doesn't show you video but it it'll kind of transcribe like the audio as if it's coming out of the tv or whatever that you put it into and you know you get a good group of people together you can you can you know team up team up with everybody you know, try to balance your, your team with different professions and different skill sets and, and do your best to survive. It's it's super rewarding, super satisfying, but it is fairly brutal and it is heartbreaking if if you lose if you lose a character that you spent put a lot of time into for sure. Nice. Gotcha. All right. So let's segue into another game you've been playing. I've been playing this as well, Wordle. We won't spend a lot of time here. You're either in the camp where you like Wordle a lot, or you're in the camp where you haven't really tried it enough and just are annoyed by the posts on Twitter. Wordle does that great. feel correct? Wordle is great. I don't know why people are upset about it. So, Cozy, are you familiar with Wordle? I see people posting it all the time. I have never tried it once. Okay. Why? So, Wordle is uh, well. Let's. I don't know. It's just one of those things where, like, there are a lot of things. You just to never do got around to it, and yeah, I have, I have nothing against it. Like, uh, I, I want to be very kind of clear here. This isn't me masking a deep-seated hatred that I have for Wordle or anything like that. It's just, I don't know, never got around to it. Um. So yeah, Wordle's um. Just basically, it's kind of like a it's a daily word game, and you just have to guess the word. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, it's essentially that's all it is. And once a day, you get a word. It's not like you play lots Everybody and lots of rounds. Same word. Everybody yeah, gets ev the same word every day. 
Sorry, um, not the same word every day, but like gets the same word every day. Everybody gets one word, that and that word. word is the same. Different, ev- so, different every day. That I don't know what I'm saying. And I like the social component with people posting it because then you can see how long it took other people, what their guesses were, and what their oh passwords. Oh my were. god! Um, because like when you make a guess, it's all five letter words, and when you make a guess. Um, it'll either highlight it in the letter in green if it's in the right spot and it's the correct letter, or it'll highlight in yellow saying that it is um, a, a letter in the word, but not in the right spot. Correct. And so, and it'll black out all the letters that aren't in the word. Yes. So it allows you to use deduction, essentially, as you get down, you get six tries to get it. I'm on a 26 yeah. day win streak at the moment with it. Ooh. Lucky. Um, since I started. I've... Um, I've failed twice so far and that's been in like the last three weeks or whatever. Um, how did you do with today's uh, four shots without spoiling it yet? Cause like it's not tomorrow yet, but um, yeah, I got, I got mine in four um, two people that I work with that I turned onto the game and taught yep. about it. Got today's in two. Oh my God, too? I was, wow. Yeah, just randomly, they guessed it. I don't so, know why. I don't know how. I, I haven't gotten one and two. I, I average, I think, fourths my most. I've done three. I've done some six, but I've never had a two, like a two guess. Yeah. So um, it kind of, like, you don't know what it's going to be. It's, look, it's, it's just a fun, simple, like, five minutes out of your day every day just to answer a quick word puzzle, um, which is kind of fun. Um, yeah, and then sharing the results. When you first- yeah, challenge challenge your brain first thing in the morning. That's what I like to do, and yeah, it's a good wake up. Like, like when you like a crossword puzzle is for for some people in the newspaper or whatever. It's it occupies like the same space as that where you sit down and you try you pick one hint at a crossword puzzle and you try and guess that one uh, or whatever. Um, also we'd be remiss to not mention Gary Witta's new game, um, that yep. he worked on with the creator from Ding Don XL, which is a game that I really liked as well, um, called Loodle. And it's a lewd daily word game, uh, featuring nothing but lewd words, um, swear words, bad words, whatever you want to call them. Cuss words. Yep. Words I'm not going to say on the chat. Uh, or in the while well, we're doing it, but that is up there as well. You can check out his Twitter for a link, and I think it's just ludlegame.com. So, yeah. Um, if you're looking for a variation of it, it's a lot harder because you can only use bad words. Uh, you yep. can't guess with just standard words. Um, and I uh, think it's going to have a very low shelf life because it's only going to have so many words before they have to stop that are five letters. That listen, so, it it took me six guesses to get today's. And so like, I'm just saying there's only so many words. I know it still took me six guesses. That tells me that there's a lot more than we probably think you got it in what three. Yeah. I got it. My third one. I didn't didn't got the first letter. I didn't think of that word. Um, yeah. So, so anyways, so yeah. So, um, check it out. We won't waste any more time. I know Mitch was annoyed that we did that because uh, he's in the chat. Sorry, Mitch. Well, he should have um, been here. Maybe he could have protested or done something. It's just a fun little like time s- squeezer. Um, yeah. To play. Yeah. So it's a good pooping uh, game. Yes. Uh, before we move on to our topics of the show, because we're cruising right through this. Um, uh, finally, I should mention I might be addicted to Forza Horizon. Did you guys? Were you guys aware of this? 
No. Is this code for... No oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just put something together. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, or Horizon Zero Dawn. Do you feel Dawn? about Horizon Zero Dawn? Um, <laughs> uh, so I ended up... So I think it's... I've played a lot of Forza Horizon 5. We've talked yeah. about it. We've talked about how much I've played and the ridiculous amount of hours and accolades. I'm in the top 3,000 people in the world now for completion on it out of like 15 million players. I put a lot of time into that game. Um, but I decided to go into the back catalog and I went out and found a disc copy of Forza Horizon 3 because it is unavailable to buy now. Mm -hmm. I keep hearing how great it is. So you mean I was like, you can't buy it like even digitally? No, Correct. it's uh, all the, the only Forza games that you can play right now or buy are Forza Horizon 4 and Forza Horizon 5. Everything else has been delisted due to licensing. Yeah, some uh, weird for, licensing issue. The um, right, Horizon like 3 cars that probably are wrapped up in all sorts of weird deals. Basically. Could be cars, well, and the, music, be the music, music. Too, yeah. yeah. Um, so the I think three is the one with the Hot Wheels expansion. I don't know if you can buy that anymore. You can't. No, uh, which is I, I'm going to talk about that quickly. So let me talk about my impressions of Forza Horizon 3. Number one. It's disappointing Microsoft never did a 60 frames per second patch, even for this uh, 1X, because it does oh, say yeah. it's optimized for the 1X. It only runs at 30 frames per second. And oh. it was available when the Series X came out, but it was very quickly shut down uh, or end of life and pulled off. So they didn't put any effort into it at that point once the Series X was or a Series Series were out. Is it the Series Series instead of the One Series? I don't know. Consoles? um maybe anyways i don't know so it, it is disappointing that it's only 30 frames per second and it takes your eyes especially after like smooth 60 frames per second a bit to get used to it um but the city is really fun to drive around with it's kind of it's interesting going back and like really i started with four and five is just an evolution of four did like, you find you could go between the two. that three was like really lacking in like quality of life stuff that five has an abundance of, or did you find them to be like pretty comparable? All things considered. It does a lot the same, honestly. Um, it, it, it definitely, you can see different systems and like see where Forza five has done things better at the same time too. So Forza five takes place in Mexico. Um, mm. th uh, three actually takes place in Australia. And what, I, what I found was interesting um, was the Outback has all these like like flatland places that you'd see in Mexico or that you'd see in um, uh, Britain because the last one was in the UK. But it also has a nice giant city too with big skyscrapers and stuff in it. I thought that was really cool. Um, I will say Forza Horizon 5 has some great biomes, but it doesn't have any, like it's got a major city that's very authentic and realistic to Mexico, but I kind of miss having those skyscrapers and driving around the city. I, I just really like that in the, um, in three here. So it's, it's definitely interesting to jump back. I might actually go back and try and get two and one, uh, down the line and actually mm -hmm. get a little more time in with those. Um, and so, the other thing I wish that had happened as the game has been delisted and is unavailable for sale at the moment right now is that they had gone through the game and pulled out the advertising for Ooh. the expansion packs because huh. they're constantly showing me trailers for things I can't buy. 
Ugh. That's the um, worst. They're on your screen on the map. Here, check out Hot Wheels here and check out Blizzard Mountain here. Mm. Um, and then I completed a section like, here's trailers for both of them. I'm like, these look super cool. And you can't buy them at all. So um, I see AJ sending me something. I looked at that. They are out of stock on them. Oh, if you look no. at it. Oh, I didn't even read it. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah. It says there's like a discount and that you can buy them um, by the code somewhere. Yeah. But there's nowhere to actually click and um, actually get it. Um, anyways. I so, um, I want to say like I understand not re-upping some of the Hot Wheels content that was featured in Forza Horizon Three. It'd be cool if they could figure out a way to bring at least some of the environments from some of the prior Forza games into the kind of Forza Horizon Five suite. Because you have to imagine that like Colorado or like Northern Italy or any of these other places that the past games in the series have been to, like, are probably don't have like a lot of. I mean, obviously, I'm not a- acting like it would be particularly difficult, particularly easy to bring these environments to the modern era. But from a like licensing legal perspective, there's probably not a lot of tape that you have to navigate around there. Honestly, like, and it's one of those things. So Forza Horizon 5 will have two DLC packs, just like they've done with the past two games. I don't know if two had two DLC packs. Um, how... So number three had the Hot Wheels DLC, which looks super cool. Four has a Lego DLC pack where you can actually make Lego cars and Lego environments and you race in the Lego world. Um, Ironically, I'm not sure why they never just made a Forza Lego game. Because there was a while when Lego was licensing their things to like, remember Lego Rock Band and things like that. Um, I could see that actually working quite well. But with, um, and they had a Fortune Island, I believe as well so they had like a real piece of authentic content that was like on a make-believe mountain uh for four and then they also had um the lego content so i'm curious to see they tend to do a serious one first and then uh more less serious but i don't know what that less serious one would be if they did it because they did hot wheels they did lego what other car micro machines that's just knock off hot wheels Micro machines yeah. were something different. Uh, you're thinking Matchbox. Oh, Matchbox. Which cars. actually, I think I, there was a TV show that's on some somewhere. Rachel showed it to me where they, I, I think actually Matchbox came out first, but then in the North America, Hot Wheels took over, and then Hot Wheels took over the world. But I digress. Okay. I, I feel like um, there are a lot of like cartoons, like Hanna Barbera cartoons, like Wacky Racers that maybe they could pull from. Yeah, that might actually be like kind of too deep of a cut compared to something like Lego. I, I was almost thinking, and it just, it wouldn't work in one way, but it would work great in another transformers, but you oh, wouldn't yeah. be able to transform likely, but they yeah. have lots of cars, cars that you could drive and you could just have missions in like a world where you're racing around as the transformer characters. I, I Titan cars. There was Titanfall um, meets transformers meets a battle Royale. That's true. Think about it. Uh, I was also going to say there was actually a licensed Transformers game back in the day that was entirely you playing as the Transformers in car form. I don't remember which which of the Michael Bay movies it was, but that was a thing. So there's certainly a precedence for it. Yep. 
Um, so, and I'd and be curious way, too to see. That game, that oh, game sorry, got God. like a, a two out of ten from IGN. So, oh. we we can remain hush hush on that. But the the idea is perfectly sound. Yeah. So, sure. Um. Anyway. So yeah. Um. Hopefully, down the line, we'll get an understanding. Uh, the game just came out. I don't know how long they'll wait to announce the DLC plans for it. Probably the next conference. Yeah, would be that, my that guess. Sounds right. I mean, they've always shown so, off their DLCs at their big press conferences, right? Like, I remember the Lego DLC for four was shown off at like E three twenty something something. Yeah. So, um, anyways. So if you want to check out Forza, Forza 3 still plays pretty well. It still races pretty well. It feels like Forza 5 in a lot of ways. You just don't get that nice 60 FPS. Well, it would have been great. It would have been great. Did it make you sick, like the time you turned off uh, performance mode on 5? Guess what? I it... started on performance mode. I know, but like being at 30, 30 FPS again, does it? Yeah. Because like it's I... Not... I, t- I turned off performance mode on five for just to see. And it made me, I thought I was going to be ill trying to drive with it. And I had to turn it right back on. Yeah. Um, I got used to it. Let me just put it that way. Um, sure. I got used to it. I'm getting used to it. You can definitely tell the difference be- when you switch between them though. There's like night and day. If somebody ever says they don't understand that you can't see the difference between 30 to 60, have them play fours of three and fours of five. <laughs> and you will see the difference. Yeah. Um, uh, it's very, very obvious. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to be waiting a while on whatever the next Forza content is. You know what we're not going to be waiting a while on? What's that? What's that? Our new topic, our next topic of the show. <gasps> now, how do you guys want to divvy this out? So we obviously want to talk about the Activision Microsoft per, uh, purchase. Um, and the gunk, do we, we'd rather start with the gunk and then move on to Microsoft or start off with Microsoft and move on to the gunk. Let's get the gunk out of the way. Okay. Sure. Let's clean, clean this gunk up so that we can have a nice, uh, deliciously clean, uh, playground in which we can talk about the madness that is Activision. So, okay, let's do that. So number one, um, before we give our feelings away in the game. How far did you progress? Cozy, you finished it, correct? Yes, I finished it. Uh, I believe I completed it on Thursday. It, it was definitely, it definitely, yeah, it was definitely last Thursday. So it took me about like a week and a day. Okay. Uh, AJ, how much time did you put into it? Um, I put a handful of hours into it. I didn't finish it. Okay. I've got, I just, what I will call, the 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 mega gunk tower okay i yep, just did yep, that yep. part okay yeah that part. i i know what you're referring to yeah and um yep. i have i have played it exclusively using um the cloud streaming by the way oh interesting okay okay yeah hmm. um so you might have a different take just because of the cloud streaming um i as well finished the game i beat it like two weeks ago i think i beat it in a period of like two nights or three nights max I hear it's um, like six hours. Yeah, it's like five, six hours total to get through. Um, so this is a game uh, for people who are unaware. Um, now it's Thunderful Games. It used to be Image and Form. Well, it's a little uh, bit confusing because I, I looked this up ahead of time as well. And 
yeah basically they merged with the thunderful group as well but they're still called image and form within the group it's a little confusing oh oh regardless it's from the people who made the steam world dig series a series which i really really like um i was never as big on heist and i never played quest um did you play steam world tower the first steam world game no, I was unaware that there was a SteamWorld Tower. That's yeah, the first so I've heard of it. The first game that they released was SteamWorld Tower Defense, which was a tower defense game on none other than the DSiWare store. So Ooh, this is a oh, wow. studio that like back in the day was like, yeah, we're all in on Nintendo. We're releasing something on the DSiWare store. And it, you know, did not make like a huge blip at the time. But reviews were like, oh, this studio has something to them. Uh, and lo and behold, when they came out with SteamWorld Dig, it was like, oh, yeah this studio really does have something to them. Yeah. Steam world dig was phenomenal. I actually liked two even better. I think two uh, fixed all the problems of the first one and gave it a more, a more of a Metroid feel than the uh, first one. Yeah. Um, I'd say so. so any, anyways, I had high expectations going into this game. Um, unfortunately, I feel that the gunk was aptly named the gunk. Mm. Cause I don't think it's a great game. <laughs> I don't think it's bad. Yeah. So I don't think it's good either. And I think it sits in this middle realm. I don't think it's bad. I just it's 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 like a classic like. Not it's 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 like a it's like your your classic B game of the PS2 original Xbox era. So, yeah, it's interesting you bring that up, AJ, because after I beat the gunk myself, I was trying to kind of suss out of my head, like, what would lead Image Inform to create the gunk? And I think, one, Image Inform is really big into making games where they take a, like, relatively, like, mundane blue-collar job and they turn it into something fun and adventurous. Like, in the SteamWorld games, they take digging and they turn that into something really fun and adventurous. And in this game, you are basically an interstellar like cleaner for the lack of a better term. And, you know, they, they try to make that fun as well. I also think that the image and form is like, all right, we've been making a lot of cool games in the 2d realm, but we want to make a move to the 3d realm. Don't have the kind of budget or know how to make something super big, but right now um, games that harken back to the PS one PS two era um are very very popular so what if we made a throwback to that in the same way that the you know steam world games were kind of a throwback to like the 16-bit era and so i totally kind of see the logic by which this game came to be um but yeah i i think you kind of nailed it aj like this very much feels like the kind of ps2 game that you rented from your video store you know you played a couple of hours of and were like eh, th- i'm not really feeling this it's it's the perfect in that same same vein, it's the perfect Game Pass game in the same way that a game like this back then was the perfect go to Blockbuster on a Friday night and just grab grab the new thing. You you don't know what it is and just give it a shot. And if you don't like it, take it back. Yeah. Um, and I think that's you can definitely see those PS2 uh, routes. So I want to talk about a few of the things that I really liked about the game. Um, Cause there were things, uh, there were positives in the sure. game. I think the character was real well written. Um, actually it was funny while I was playing it. My son said it felt, it looked like uh, Metroid. 
alliterator had a metroid style feel and i'm like well and, you were on a alien planet and there definitely um, are like a lot of metroid prime-esque influences in its gameplay like scanning your environment for example yeah which, so uh, in this game it should be pointed out scanning your environment earns you xp points which unlocks uh, upgrades which playing through the game i was like oh that's something that M- metroid could maybe consider stealing from that's actually pretty clever mm-hmm so, so I, I think that was good. I think the relationship between, um, I don't even remember her name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the names haven't stuck. Um, the main character and her friend slash girlfriend, they didn't really define the relationship. I wasn't sure where it was there. Is they, they were just friends like, or it, more. It, I don't know. I didn't, it seems like they got, it seems like they're friendly. So I was a yes. little bit confused by that as well, because I understood that they were business partners, but I was always a little bit, it was unclear to me whether the person they're a little be, flirty. It was unclear. They're a little to me, flirty. Well, not just that, but it was also unclear to me whether the person with the uh, gunk absorbing arm was the person in command of the ship or whether the, uh, yeah. the other girl was in command of the ship. They weren't really clear on the specifics of like how they like what their relationship actually was. You do get to see that they're friends and um, that's really interesting. Um, and I think there's good banter. And I think um, what really made it not feel like Metroid to me in a lot of ways, although I saw why my son thought like I could see why my son thought that was that you weren't alone because you constantly had somebody that you could chatter in your ears with. And yeah. they would go away from time to time, depending upon what was going on. Um, but you constantly had that like story that was being told as you progressed through the levels. So I, I think that part was good. I think where my issues come into play, and I think some of the level design was actually really good too, um, is just the lack of variety in the game itself. It's very consistently, you suck up gunk. There's three enemy types, four maybe total. Yeah. in the game and they all operate the same way and it takes a while for a lot of enemies to get introduced as well yeah um so it, it, i would have liked to see a little more enemy type um potentially or just don't do them at all if you're not going to have that well, much variety that's here's the thing like we're 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 taking this also from like the hardcore gamers perspective where like what this is our pastime and we're very passionate about it the little bit that i that i have played of it um yeah i'd say you're about halfway through yeah halfway um what what i've played of it um i'm getting so i'm getting not only am i getting those ps early b game ps2 vibes but like the core gameplay and exploration of it i'm getting mild hints of zelda as well Especially just before that towers part where you have to um, uh, twist the, the bridge parts around. Yeah. And it all happens yeah. in threes, right? You And there's three sections that you have to go to this kind of like very light platforming um, puzzle of sorts where you have to like take take this exploding bomb flower of, so, of whatever and, you know, blow, blow a couple things up or whatever. Um, I, I kind of... What 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 I mean when I say it's not bad is I feel like like this may not necessarily be for me or what I'm looking for. Um, 
when I'm playing a game because it's not necessarily that challenging, but there is still something satisfying about it to the point where I think I would much rather rather um, put the controller in Rachel's hands and Rachel, my girlfriend, and yeah. have her give it a go and see what she thinks. Because I, di- I did that with something like Gone Home. And, mm-hmm. you know, while this is has is a little more actiony and a little more deliberate um she really enjoyed gone home um and even though she was having a hard time with the sticks and stuff but also like she's she did really well playing through some uh of the uh spyro trilogy as well okay. so and i will say aj if you do ever return to this game there are yeah uh, a fair few more zelda-esque puzzles like the ones you're describing deeper into the game those that definitely yeah. isn't the last that you've seen of those so it definitely mm-hmm. has a fair few of that and, and that's fair uh, fair uh for it and i'd be curious to see what my kids think of it um as well um so i don't know i feel like i just didn't enjoy it as much at the end and i felt soured at the very end of the game when i so let's be honest i like getting trophies and achievements what and i know i know this is silly out of care um, but i was gonna 100 percent this game what's what did we just figure out what we're calling platinum in uh xbox game 100 percent is 100 percent 100 percent you could call it s rank if you want to be really cool um okay i i was planning to s rank this game there you go um i knew i'd find a vernacular for you there there was some issues with that though number one uh one of the achievements is tied to scanning every single thing in the game Mm. apparently i missed missed one oh didn't scan one thing and was Um, it is it the like something that you can't go back and scan i'd have to it'd be like searching through a needle with a haystack which okay. comes to issue two um is that there's no map system yeah and there's no way to tell you where the stuff you missed is because none of the stuff that like the resources and everything that you get in the game as you try to like build your new gadgets none of the resources refill themselves from the past levels mm. so there's another achievement tied to getting all of the resources. So you literally have to go through and scour the levels looking for the pieces. I was going on some message boards and people were basically having to go look in all nooks and crannies of the levels they already visited. Hmm. Uh, wasting time trying to find these exact resources and where they're hidden. So it would have been good to have some sort of like maybe final gadget that you can unlock that shows you where everything is on the maps if they had a map. That, that's the yeah. thing about this game is there's nothing egregiously bad with it. it it's just there are yeah. a bunch of little like uh, death by a thousand cuts issues with it that you'd think that image inform, you know, would have been sure to kind of uh, patch up, you know, given just how many other Zelda and Metroid games we've had in the past few years. But the game doesn't really kind of go for. And the map is a perfect example of that, where it's like, I don't know if this game absolutely 100% needed a map. I can see Image Inform arguing, you know, the game is pretty small to begin with. So It's incredibly linear too, and it's very obvious kind of what way you need to go next. But, but it definitely wouldn't have hurt. And I think that it would have definitely made a kind of sizable difference. And and there are just, yeah, there are just a lot of other little kind of uh, things like that here and there. I, um, 
maybe this is kind of like a nitpicky criticism, but the game uh, gives you an upgrade a few hours in that allows you to run by clicking it on the left analog stick. Yeah. And I always just found it to be really not super satisfying. I found uh, there were many occasions throughout the game where I wanted to move way faster and I felt like that upgrade didn't kind of quite do the job. And again, it's not a big deal. The game isn't particularly large. It's not the end of the world that my kind of running ability is not as fast or as satisfying as it is in other games. But I feel like just that little extra step would have added up along with all the extra little extra steps that the game could have made. So uh, my only other gripe with an achievement, because there were three achievements I didn't get. Um, there's achievements for how you take care of uh, some of the creatures and monsters. Um, AJ, have you come across the giant bull? Goo? No, not yet. Okay, there's there'll yeah, be like I've seen a, like a, like an artwork or something that might be that, but that's about it. Okay, there's a giant like it's like a giant bull and it charges at you. And okay. one of the one of the um, uh, achievements is get two of them to charge into each other. And it's the achievement's not specific whatsoever uh-huh. when you're doing it. Um, about like what it just says creatures. It's not which creature you have to do. So I was trying to get other creatures to do it throughout the entire game and couldn't get it to work. And then when I hit the end, I found out that it was really only possible in one section of the game, uh, chapter uh, like seven or yeah. something. Um, and if you wanted to get it, like you could potentially do it during the last boss without spoilers, but the last boss can also incinerate them, meaning that they don't crash into each other. Mm. So, um, so I, it, that just feels like a poorly laid out achievement. Once again, it's just death by, a thousand cuts i know it's for a lot of people of those, they're not even going to notice it and it matters like it's a it's it's obviously a very indie independent game um and you know i don't know how big their team is mm-hmm. but depending on the size of it this is probably also incredibly ambitious for what is here totally yep. um and you know like i think given that context like i think it's good enough i think it just shows the the benefits that you know a little extra uh resources Resources. can provide um resources being time or money or both or what have you or people or anything um you know the benefits that 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 can just sort of give you um as you as you're you're making a game and whatnot just to kind of think these things out like you know, two heads are better than one or whatever. So yeah, it's, I, I'm a little more positive on it, even though like, so, okay. So I, I played it, uh, exclusively with, um, the, uh, cloud streaming, um, which worked, worked really, really well. Um, I had, I've had past issues with, uh, Xbox cloud streaming, um, depending on where I was in, what building I was in or what have you. Um, but this time, like the entire, I don't know if they fixed that some of, some of that issue or, or whatnot, but, um, it, it worked really well. It feels really good. Um, you know, I'm not getting any weird lag or anything like that. Um, and the, uh, what is it? The, it, it, it being kind of like, little slower paced and a little more relaxed actually kind of enjoyed because it was it's 
you know, I'd play it a little bit after work and I'd, you know, want when I want to relax as instead of, you know, losing my uh, zombie survivor again or something like that mm. and being heartbroken about it. Um, and, and so the only thing I, I would say is like, it was putting me to sleep, but in a good way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's just, it's, it's a good mindless, relaxing experience that like it's on game pass. You should just sort of play it just like, even if you don't end up caring for it at the end, I don't think it's a waste of time, but it's a good time passer and you can just pick it up and move a couple, you know, stages away or whatever, a couple I'll call it rooms away and go from there. But yeah. And you know what, AJ, I think I was closer to your feeling. I think on hour three, hour four, yeah. I think it was by the time the I hit hour six. Yeah. That I was like, they could have cut a bit of time off here. Cause sure. it just got really repetitive in the end. A bit, a bit of uh, a bit of time or add a little more to in, in that time to make it more interesting. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's not necessarily a bad game at all. Um, yeah, it's just, it's very, it, sorry, go ahead. Cozy. I will say though, uh, to, you know, talking about the game's repetitive nature and how it doesn't really vary all that much up in its latter hours. I did find that chapter seven of the game provided a bit of a nice welcome change of pace. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to go a little bit into spoilers. So everybody who doesn't want to be swelled, you can press the button, you know, press your button, clasp your, Oh, that's right. That's right. You it's have a spoiler button. quite some time since I've hit the spoiler alert button. Let's go ahead and do that. Um, so yeah, chapter seven of the game. Uh, it's, I would argue probably the shortest of the chapters in the game. Basically you're thrust yep. out into a desolate environment that's overcome by the gunk. You're low on resources and low on health and you're just moving forward and surviving. It's not particularly long. I don't know that it stands out in my mind as like the greatest of all time video game chapters, uh, but it was a welcome change of pace that happened quite late into the game. And uh, I, I did want to highlight that. I wrote that down as like, oh man, that was a pretty cool segment in the game. So e- even towards the end of it, the game has a few surprises up its sleeve. Yeah, that's fair. So um, where where do we fall on the gunk? I, I don't know. We So we talked about doing these reviews and playing them all together. Do we have a rating system? Um, do we score it? Do we just say play it, not play I, it? Like, what are your what are your guys' feelings on this? I like approach this going forward. I like the five star system because ten point gets too granular, and everybody like a good game is a good game is a seven. But if it doesn't, you know, in most outlets, if it doesn't score a nine or a ten, you know, it's people think it's shit. So like, or or like not worth their time. So I think the five start a five star system is like if we're going to do that i think that kind of or even do we just keep it like it play well. it play it don't play it hell you know what everybody can come in with their own review system if i were to what i would say is this game is a three out of five stars what would you say nathan not um, a, stars but if you were thinking about it what would you I'd have to think it over um, and see what probably a play it and then see how you feel about it. It's free mm-hmm. on game pass. So yeah. Um, like if it wasn't, then 
Yeah, if it wasn't, it'd be a little bit different. I'd probably say depends what the cost is and like if this sounds right for you. Yeah. Um, Game Pass, because normally I'd say buy it, find like pl- buy it or not buy it. Um, but it's on Game Pass, so there's no harm in trying it and see if it drives with you. Mm-hmm. I, and like I said, the first few hours were good. So I am going to be a little bit more of a downer and say that if we're reviewing it on the five star scale, I'd give it a two star rating. And then, you know, it's really worth pointing out the five star scale is not the same as the 10 point scale. Me saying it's two out of five stars is not the same as uh, saying it's a four out of 10 or whatever that even means to you to begin with. To me, two out of five stars in this case means even factoring in the fact that you can play it for free on Game Pass, I still think that there are just so many more experiences, even of decent quality, that I think you would uh, be uh, more advantaged to go and check out. Uh, I don't think this game is like outright terrible. I think it's still very functional and has its you know positive moments here and there, but ultimately those positive moments just don't add up to enough for me to give it any higher of a score. I think that's fair. Um, your time, look, your time's limited uh, with no matter what you want to play. And is there a better experience on Game Pass out you could play instead? So, um, okay. Well, that's our thoughts on the gunk. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. Guys, thank you for I playing. I, I really like this. Sorry, go ahead. Cozy. I do also want to add in one last thing, though. You know, I do yeah. think that, you know, context is everything. And the thing about this game is going into it, like, Microsoft showed off this game at quite a few major events. I'm pretty sure they showed it off like a couple of times in their E3 presentations. Even there was at Am least right? one showcase. There was at least one showcase. Like there was at least one show where show where everybody laughed at a title called The Gunk, and like it's not. It's is it a bad name? I mean, sure, in the grand scheme of things, but it it works. We know what it is. So putting aside, you know, whether people thought the gunk was a funny name or not, like the fact that Microsoft felt confident enough to one showcase, showcase this game. Okay. Mm. Uh, even so, the fact that Microsoft yep. Yep. felt, you know, confident enough to showcase it in a E3 presentation, like it, it spoke to me that this was going to be of a kind of much higher kind of level of quality than what I ended up playing. And so I do definitely think that that brought it down for me a little bit more if you're somebody who you know has not seen the past couple of uh years of microsoft presentations and you know didn't view this game in that light at all maybe you might you know get a little bit more out of it well and that i think it's set in expectations correctly because you're right i think typically when you see stuff at the microsoft uh because it was the june 24th i just had it up here um yeah july 24th 2020 uh, xbox series x game showcase right so it was a it was the first major showcase they'd done for the series x to talk about what was coming um and it would like there's pedigree with the developers too i will say um uh, maybe my last thing before we wrap up because i had already started to do that um is that there's building blocks here for a future game and i think that image and form is still very much capable of putting out for a good sure. 3d platformer because they're doing a lot of really good things here um i think they just need to have a little more content and let's be honest covid sucks and has probably affected everything oh for sure so um all right so uh let's transition away from uh 
talking about a Microsoft Games Pass game and talk about everything that could be coming to Microsoft Games Pass. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. one way of putting it. Um, so I don't know if you guys have heard. I don't know if you if you haven't heard. Where have you been? Um, but fuck Bobby Kotick, first of all. Yeah, yeah. Well, fuck Bobby Kotick. As always, that guy. Um, he's Bobby terrible Kodak, and more should like step down. Bobby fuck Kotick. Yeah. Nailed All right. It. <laughs> All right. So, um, but we woke up yesterday morning and found out Activision had been bought by Microsoft for 68. Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Activision Blizzard for $68.3 billion. Um, a lot of which money is freaking steep. Like it's a lot of money. And when you look at what they bought Bethesda for, um, or even what Disney paid for Star Wars or all yeah. of Lucasfilms. Um, it's yeah. like way over what we expected. And whenever we've talked like Microsoft acquisitions, we've talked about things like Sega. We've talked mm -hmm. about smaller companies. Uh, Bethesda was really, I think, our pipe dream of like the biggest they would get. At no point did we ever talk Activision. There was, there was thoughts like over like the last few years that maybe ea yes maybe I, I've, I've heard the ea stuff but we kind of i think ruled that out because nothing ever came from it yeah um so and let's be honest activision is doing fine so it just kind of seemed weird um not like financially not company-wide or treating its people fine just to be clear they suck at that right. um yeah. can confirm so um, so yeah, I think it was just really surprising to wake up and find out that Microsoft had been bought by, um, or Microsoft, uh, Activision had been bought by, by Microsoft and believe it or not, people have opinions about this. Would you believe that? What? Oh yeah. Um, so there's very happy people. There's very upset people. Um, and there's concerns about, um, antitrust and monopolies yeah that are going on here um so i think i thought it would be good to just have a quick discussion and see where everybody's at i think this is an interesting um get for microsoft so let's be clear um everybody has an xbox here now uh i converted earlier this year because you bought a series x when it came out and we're both more playstation guys am, am i correct to say that or at least have been playstation mainly guys yeah cozy oh yeah um but this year I bought into the Series X because of Game Pass um, and decided that I would uh, take a jump into it. Um, AJ, you've always been an Xbox guy. Um, yeah, but, since since the 360, I've been, always been an Xbox guy. So Yeah, so, um, and in terms of, so I guess that's where it comes from. So we're seeing two sides here. Number one, we're seeing... People on the Microsoft side thinking this is a great purchase because theoretically all these games from Activision are going to be coming to Game Pass day yep. one, which is a big get for Game Pass and for Microsoft. Um, and you can expect that back catalog to start being filled. I don't think when Bethesda, they waited to add all the games to Game Pass. I think some of it started coming before the deal closed. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. Like contracts are weird they probably could have made like a game pass deal separate like hey yeah as we are separate entities here let's just put this on here but you know we are going through with this 
and whatever. But I think, yeah, I think there were some things that were on there beforehand. So there's potential for um, seeing game like some of the Activision franchises to come sooner than later to Game Pass um, because they are all going to end up on there. Um, So you have those people. You have the PlayStation people who only have a PlayStation and don't have an Xbox and they're really annoyed because the likely truth is and as much as people are saying it won't go exclusive because I've seen that and I said that about Bethesda games and I was wrong um, initially. Um, Call of Duty is going to be locked to Xbox. There's um, there's going to be something weird about that. Um, I forget the exact verbiage that they used, um, but the way I could kind of see it going down is something like Warzone, with how big it is, um, is probably going to stay yep. free to play everywhere. But something like the campaigns or the or the like traditional arena like multiplayer that call of duty has is probably what what goes exclusive to xbox and that's kind of where i was seeing it too um i think they keep the platform alive although if they move to a new platform for warzone at some point mm-hmm. i can see that not coming to playstation at that warzone point. 2 maybe not yeah yeah um they'll continue to support the existing platform that they have with warzone um but they won't have it on uh diablo 4 they never really talked where that was coming and that maybe is it will actually be... happen now yeah maybe they can fix the teams and fix the what's going on over there so anyway so yeah. you've got negative people there you've got people happy that microsoft bought it to fix the mess that activision blizzards in and to hopefully oh. fix the problems that oh. are within that company yeah. uh they've fired i think it was 50 people Oh, did since they? Since last year. So, yeah, uh, I was oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so they've made, uh, it was just announced, I think, before this, but they've made 50 terminations of people since, oh, for workplace conduct, which huh. you fired 50 people for workplace conduct. There's a problem in your workplace and there's issues at the top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but the other thing is, is that Bobby Kodak sound, they cannot commit to anything. Uh, legally about what's going to happen with him because he's an existing CEO for that job. And technically this doesn't go through till June, 2023. Yeah. Is how long it's going to take to process the sale. Um, so he would probably be staying on till that point and get a huge payout, which he doesn't deserve. Um, but it's the only way to get him out of the company, but he will likely be gone when this is done. So people are happy about that. And then you get into the people who are, Sad about like monopolies and antitrust and like companies growing too big and yeah, having what too much there. What I've heard on the grapevine is like obviously this is you know a completely ludicrous uh, ludicrous uh, event, but in the grand scheme of things, it's apparently like not actually that big enough to like trigger any flags that would cause the government to intervene. Still, absolutely crazy, but. You know, with this uh, having been a thing that just happened or rather will happen, uh, it definitely opens up the chessboard for uh, Sony and potentially other companies to start gobbling up other big companies on mass. And it definitely is going to be interesting to see uh, what happens over the course of the next year or so. Yeah, I, I could see that. Like, 
somebody, I can't remember where the list is, but it showed the valuation of different game companies out there. And I was actually surprised. Um, I know you just said uh, you don't remember where you saw it. Do you remember maybe the website? Because I'd want to pull that up. No, um, I think I saw it on Twitter, honestly, at some point, and I don't remember what it was. But right at the bottom of the valuation, because there were some really high up companies there, um, were Sega, Square, and Capcom with mm-hmm. their valuation. And I'm like, you know, Sony doesn't have the Microsoft money to throw around. There's no question about that. Um, they just don't have that money to um, like to. Th- same amount of money but they could pick up a capcom or a sega or a square and put under their publishing arm um in fact in some ways you look at something like square they've had such a strong relationship with playstation um that like final fantasy 7 remake still isn't on xbox at this point 16's only been announced for playstation so um like i could see something like that happening um so anyway so i've talked a lot what are your guys thoughts how do you feel about about this purchase it's gonna change the gaming landscape for like how we know for the next several years what like what do you guys feel i just want to say very quickly i uh found an article on a website called uh gamezone.co uh that lists a bunch of game companies by their market value this is well, I mean, technically, it is so prior to the uh, merger of Microsoft and Activision. Uh, Xbox currently at four, uh, and I believe Activision Blizzard at seven. I'll comb through this and see if I find anything of interest. Yeah, those numbers are a little bit higher than the ones I saw. Um, I think they had Activision Blizzard valuation at sitting around 50 50 billion they actually it seems like they overpaid for it this is by market value keep so keep in mind it's possible maybe it's something else yeah Mm -hmm. keep keep in mind that you know because you know shareholders and stakeholders always you know make rash well thought out decisions when when investing in stuff you know sony's uh the playstation dropped a, a good what was it 20 percent on 20 percent yeah in market value stock. because yep. you know people are fucking idiots like oh my god um yeah the, the, this isn't gonna hurt playstation i don't no, think i don't know it's it it does but it also doesn't because PlayStation fostered from the ground up a lot of their goodwill and studios with -hmm. regards to the quality of their games and content Um, where Xbox and Microsoft being as far behind as they were had to take a different approach because to start from the ground up and, and build studios and, and, and create, create, that sort of name for themselves was just going to take way too much effort and they might've never caught up, but yep. with the help of game pass and with the help of, um, you know, Microsoft proper, um, you know, they, they were able to do this right now. My overall thoughts on the thing, like I don't, 
I don't think we're anywhere. Consolidation is always scary when it comes to big corporations and companies and stuff. Yeah. Um, because you don't want it to look at our tele telecommunication companies up here. We've got an oligopoly of Telus and Rogers. Um, and they, they give us no real choice in our uh, internet access, right? Now, that's just, that's Ontario. I know other provinces and stuff have do have some other options available to them. But... Um, it's still not a lot. It's it's still not what it should be, right? For the, mm-hmm. for, for the investment that, that was put into a lot of the, the infrastructure and whatnot, you know, still not a lot. But... Um, that being said, the, I, I think this can only be good for Activision and Blizzard, um, cause they're not going to do what Microsoft isn't going to do to Activision, what Activision was doing to all the smaller studios they were gobbling up hmm. by just turning them all turning all those small studios into call of duty um support teams right yeah yeah ea EA has done like the same thing with some of the other studios that they bought and then shut down and then they retain the ip and the people who worked at those those places and then they just turn them into like oh you're gonna support you know fifa or whatever um but being being exclusive in terms of like game development uh as i understand it can be a benefit because it allows you to to spend less time less time and less concern thinking about different kinds of hardware and how to make it find find like the level playing ground between the two from a technical perspective yep. and it gives gives them the the opportunity here's the hardware framework that's it that's all build within that um, even though there's like two offerings from Xbox and then you've got the PC stuff, but I digress. I, it I wanna, it yeah. helps focus. I want to go back a couple of paces in the conversation. You said, yeah. AJ, that like this, you know, isn't like an injurious blow to Sony. Uh, as you know, I'm, you know, a pretty big fan of Sony's consoles and their games. This isn't, I'm definitely the last person to, you know, spread doom and gloom about uh Sony on Twitter, but I do think that Sony looks at this uh, particular announcement and the wheels begin turning on, as I said earlier, Sony's sort of next big uh, purchase on the chess field in front of it. I like, I don't know that like in a hypothetical future where Sony does nothing after this, Sony is utterly screwed. But like, I, I think that we've yet to see another, uh, big uh company uh, get swallowed up by sony next i think this is going to become a war of attrition and we could see two separate boxes that play two separate completely sets of games yeah down the line um and i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing and i don't think that's the future we thought was possible two years ago i think yeah. we all thought they'd have their internal studios um but if they're all making their internal if they're making all the studios their internal studios which isn't the case that's over exaggerating but if they're picking up a lot of the major publishers you could see that so 
Um, it's really interesting to think about. Um, AJ, you so you talked a bit about um, like how studios were being shut, like shuttered into Call of Duty support studios. Yeah. Um, like, and I'm thinking about something like Vicarious Visions, which was roped into doing the Diablo 2 remake. Yeah. And was put into Blizzard after the fantastic Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 Plus 2. Yeah, um, exactly. It, they did a phenomenal job with that. And really, with the amount of awards it got and attention it got, should have been working on either an expansion for 3 or 4 or Thug. Like, yeah, or a something. New game. Like they should have had that option instead of being shuttered into that. So I'm hoping that Microsoft's going to look at that. Like I assume they're going to get the licenses because Activision does a lot of licensed work. Um, and technically they don't own Tony Hawk. Activision owns, has the license to use Tony Hawk. Yeah. So, so but I mean, I feel like given the opportunity, like Tony Hawk would say, yeah, heck yeah. It make a good, good game again yep. put my name on it whatever um so but yeah so like, like, yeah no 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 i i got nothing go ahead yeah i was just gonna say so i'm curious to see what happens with these studios that were absorbed in will they get their freedom back is microsoft not going to maybe do a yearly call of duty are they going to back off in yearly like yearly call I mean, of duties and have like let studios do other things instead of being call of duty machines. It, it's totally possible that that happens. Um, I think there, there was a quote years ago. I think Greg read it on this week's kind of funny, um, ga uh, games cast, okay. not, not, not the uh, Games Daily, but Games Cast. Where I haven't listened to it yet. Okay. Like, Bobby Kotick, fuck Bobby Kotick, um, was interviewed and said something along the lines of that he tasked um, a lot of the teams with finding some, finding a, a, a kind of game that would be and he used the verbiage exploitable annually. And like, yeah, ultimately that all that's done is sort of hurt the name. Like, yes, it's call of duty is still like one of the biggest game names in the, in the world. But like they, they, they lucked out with Warzone. Like Warzone could have been another shitty, um, battle Royale, PUBG knockoff. And, you know, it, we, it, they, they could have, I don't know, gone a completely different direction in the last couple of years, but then Warzone hit and it became such a big deal. Um, it, it's like, like I said at the start, like, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be annually, but like Warzone's going to be everywhere. Yeah. But the main ones, maybe they're going to, if, assuming that it's going to be exclusive now maybe those teams will actually get more either more resources if it stays annually because they don't have to focus on another console anymore yep. right or even consider it or take it in take it into consideration but maybe maybe it just sort of maybe maybe that's that's the benefit there the 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 ability to focus on a single set of hardware and then go from there as opposed to you know, 
having to to spread spread those resources out on a different piece of hardware. I don't know. Yeah, no. Um, this is going to be really interesting to see where we uh, where we go from here. Um, Cozy, what like? Do you have any more thoughts on the acquisition or anything going on with it? I mean, I think we need to temper our expectations a little bit with regards to what kind of IP uh, we might see revived because of this deal. Uh, yeah. I, I suspect that something like Crash Bandicoot, for example, probably might uh, receive another crack because of this, considering how like all things considered decently well uh, Crash 4 did critically and commercially. Um, mm-hmm. But I think... Even something like Spyro, for example, which, you know, also had like a decently popular revival. I think something like that's future is a little bit more in question. Um, yes. Will they bring back Skylanders? Mm, I don't. Don't know. I don't know. Nathan. Probably not. Toys to Life ah. is dead. If they do bring it back, it will be without the Toys to Life aspect to it. Okay. Um, uh, I could just, and honestly, they'll probably just focus on Spyro. Sure. The The problem um, is that, unfortunately, in Activision's pursuit of the almighty do- uh, dollar, it's gone so long uh, in... Uh, abandoning so many of its beloved franchises that franchises that once were beloved and once were very profitable for the company, you know, now no longer are beloved or profitable by virtue of just how long we've gone without them. So I, I realize that it is a little bit of a chicken and egg scenario where it's entirely possible that I could be wrong. It's entirely possible that Spyro and some of these more like C-list Activision franchises, you know, could end up seeing a very uh, profitable and popular revival at some point in the future because someone will, you know, pick them up, you know, seize their weight in their hand and be like, you know what? I think that this really does have the potential to uh, hit big if we revive it right. So who knows? But yeah, because we've just gone so long without uh, seeing anything but just Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, it's hard right now in this moment in time to imagine what could uh, we see from Activision Blizzard in the future beyond its uh, most profitable, most name brand franchises. Well, and we've seen like uh, speculation. So just to touch base on this, speculation has run rampant over the internet and the IPs that Activision owns because they are sitting on so many IPs at the moment Yeah, um, that are out there that they just haven't um, done anything within years. And I think the likely cases and like we're talking like some of the Sierra like adventure games like King's Quest um, there's some really old IP that they have attached pitfall that are attached to them. Act, um, um, AJ actually proposed a really fun idea for a future episode of press Vice that would involve us going through, uh, some of those old IP in a fun little way. So yeah, I, I think that there's definitely a lot to be said there and a lot of fun to be had, but I'll leave it at that for now. So, um, so yeah, so I, I think we'll come back to that, but I think, don't get your hopes up um, on stuff instantly being revived. Um, I think if Microsoft's going to start looking at licenses and IPs that they have um, for now, they're going to be looking at those core IPs and how they can 
like utilize them in their portfolio and whether we're talking to call of duty whether we're talking world of warcraft coming to game pass pc maybe mm-hmm. um without a subscription cost diablo 4 coming uh overwatch 2 and getting the stuff on track for that because let's be honest activision's not been a great place and they need to get they've lost so many people and they need yeah. to get things back on track um so what um one thing one thing i have heard actually uh on the people side is uh i forget where i saw where i read this um but apparently the um the people who were getting ready to organize and potentially unionize at activision amid all this bullshit going on uh have no plans of stopping regardless of microsoft so on that front as well the workers rights and and and, and everything um that will be super interesting because not only is it already su- going to be super public it's also now going to be at something like microsoft where something union related if 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 they want to keep all this goodwill that they're potentially getting with the value of game pass they need to not get in the way of uh, workers, uh, their rights to, and their rights to unionize if they so choose. Yeah, I'm curious what's going to happen there. And for the record, all those workers should be continuing to fight. They've got a year plus before this official purchase goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no, re- like, Bobby Kodak sucks. I think we, have we, have we said fuck Bobby Kodak yet? Has that been said? Uh, I don't. I don't know if it, it's it, if it got across if it we said it earlier, but yeah, fuck Bobby Kotick. Yeah. Um, hashtag Bobby fuck Kotick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. It's it's. They should continue fighting for their rights, um, and because they should have them, and they shouldn't be in these conditions. And it sucks that there's good developers and good people working on these games, and shitty people at top who didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and it's really going to be curious to see how Microsoft approaches that, especially with um, Phil's been very open and candid about the issue there. I think, was it Jim Ryan who came out first or him who came out first against it? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. They came out against what was going on with Activision when they were obviously talking to buy Activision at that point. That's not just something that just happened in a like two week period. Correct. Um, So they talk like he was very open about that and he's even been open about microsoft's past mistakes but i think they fostered a good environment there you can see that on their team he showed the new um there's the new chart of who reports to phil because now he's ceo of gaming microsoft Hmm. gaming um and there's a lot of women there's people of color like there's a good mix of people in his leadership team that support him so now it's just a matter of how do you do that and what happens while you wait? So, um, and it sucks for those people who still have to just wait for a year and a half to get into that environment. And once again, it's not something that's just going to immediately change. Microsoft's mm-hmm. going to be brand new coming in and seeing what the mess is. Cause who knows if they had the full understanding of what this mess is when they started to talk to purchase and we don't have the full details. I'm sure it was prior to all these allegations coming out last year. Yeah. Like they probably knew already that, Bobby Kodak was a piece of shit because like we all kind of suspected it just the way just the way he he was exploiting um the people there to to just and like from a, a 
game creation standard of the shuttering of those studios and making them all Call of Duty farms and stuff. Like he was, he didn't give a shit about anything other than, you know, whatever. And he would look the other way, um, to to make mm-hmm. sure that those number targets were met. And like, fuck that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, it's. Like a good and a disappointing, like there's so many facets you can look at this. And like I said, we've seen many different forms of this. People are happy that Microsoft's going to be able to come in and hopefully clean up the environment there and make things better for the developers. At the same time, get some games out and hopefully not crushed by issues going on um, within like what that are going on with that. Um, But then, yeah, you see other people that don't like the consolidation that we're going to be having coming out of this as well. Mm-hmm. And worried about right. what the future of consolidation looks like for the industry. Is it going to get to a point where like you see on Facebook, all these time or Facebook or Twitter, like red, blue, red pill, blue pill. Like you had to pick one and here's the franchises that you could only play. And it feels like we're getting closer to that actual red, blue, red pill, blue pill, yeah. unless you buy, buy both consoles. It's yeah, it's very much one of those, you know, you gain some, you lose some type scenarios. On one hand, uh, Activision being bought out by Microsoft means that we'll get to see a lot more Activision franchises that have been gone for a while flourish, potentially. On the other hand, you'll only be able to play them on Xbox. Uh, On one hand, you'll get to uh, allow a lot of Activision employees that have only been working in Call of Duty really, you know, stretch their legs and go back to franchises that will really challenge them in a good way or franchises that they, you know, originally, uh, you know, got their start doing. Um, but on the other hand, um, because of the unique circumstances in which uh, this acquisition happened, Bobby Kotick isn't going to really kind of pay seriously for the bad shit that he did during his time running the company. No, he's going to get paid. Like he's going to make so much money off of this. This is not a negative for him in any way, unfortunately. Yeah. Like I've seen talk of that going around, like them buying, buying this means he gets, because he was like a big shareholder, you know, he gets however much, but like, I don't know. Something something doesn't quite make sense. Um, with with it, it's like, yes, he is. All all signs seem to be pointing to like they can't say officially, but like sources are saying that he's going to be either removed or he's going to step down or something. He's going to depart at some point. Activision as soon as the deal is done. The and you know he's going to make just under 300 million in doing so mm-hmm. um yes that's a lot of money for a piece of garbage but i do, i think ultimately the ends of him being out would justify just just get him the fuck out get rid of him and let's get all of the other people on the right track who unfortunately had to suffer shitty working conditions under under his watch yeah it's just an unfortunate price that has to be paid like yeah um he's gonna like the net benefit is he's gone and hopefully things will be better for the people allegedly um allegedly yeah um 
I, I can't see a situation where Phil keeps him on board. No, especially um, that he's, he's, he will be working under Phil. Yeah, that, that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. So, cause he would technically, um, need to be, uh, he would be reporting to Phil once exactly. that merger goes through. Um, and yep. I just don't see that happening. So like, he's as good as gone at this point. That being said, it is what it is. And we still got to wait and he's still going to get paid out when he leaves. And it's so, sucks. okay. So here's the thing. People are wondering like exactly how, how, how something like game pass makes any money with all these games and stuff that they, they put on there and the deals they make or what have you. Um, the, and, and like uh, the value of game pass is only going up. So how are they going to continue to be making money? They just spent $70 billion almost. Um, so I just quickly did the math, um, because, uh, I, th I think it was Phil Spencer who said that game pass has recently just crossed 25 million, uh, subscribers. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that subscribers means people who pay about $20 Canadian every month for game pass, right? Mm -hmm. You, you multiply that, um, or, or sorry, you divide the, 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 you multiply the 20, 25 million by $20 a month. You get, uh, 500 million and you multiply that by 12, you get 6 billion. So theoretically, that 70, yes, they're still spending money to put games on Game Pass and, and pay for all that stuff. And they're going to be spending more money to get all the Activision studios and everything like up and running properly, making their own thing and, and supporting them. But they're going to be getting more Game Pass subscribers now. And that, so this yeah. number is only going to keep going up. They're going to make that 70 million back in no time. In yeah. my opinion. So. We'll, we'll see. see how it turns out. Um, I don't want to go too long on the truth. We've been talking about this for a while. Yeah. Um, let's wrap up with final thoughts from you, you guys. Co Cozy, what are your final thoughts on this merger deal? Thoughts, I've been thinking whatever. about it for the past few minutes and you know in a way it's a little bit unfortunate that so many of these big microsoft acquisitions have happened in such a short period of time because it means that we haven't really like had a chance to see you know what a life under microsoft looks like for some of these studios which means that you know right now we're as much in the dark as everybody else about what this big you know acquisition means uh, for the future of Activision under Microsoft. When a studio like Bioware was acquired by EA in the late 2000s, I think a lot of people were able to kind of correctly predict what would become of uh, Bioware, at least in the immediate future of its acquisition, because they had seen EA kind of gobble up a lot of other studios in years prior, and all those studios kind of undergo very similar, in many cases, kind of dismal narratives. Um, in the case of Microsoft right here and now, though, like we really don't know what will happen to Activision Blizzard because we really don't know what will even happen to um, 
Bethesda, even a year out from its acquisition, uh, or you know, so many of the other recent studios that just recently uh, put out games like uh, Double Fine, for example. So unfortunately, there are just a lot of unknowns right now, but I suppose that it won't be too long before those unknowns become knowns. All right, AJ, your final thoughts. Um, I remain optimistic, um, and that's not because I've been you know, an Xbox fan for however long. It's just... I'm trying to remain positive and and trying not to be doom and gloom about consolidation and all that. I think, ultimately... I think, under Microsoft, the developers are going to have a little bit more freedom, and that's ultimately a good thing. They're going to be better taken care of than they were just under Bobby Kotick and Act- and the Activision Blizzard umbrella. Um, yeah, it's 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 weird. It might be a little scary and intimidating for some people, but ultimately, I think for the games and the people who create them, it's ultimately just going to be a good thing. All right. Perfect. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm kind of where you are right now. Um, AJ as well. Like once again, I own both consoles now. It doesn't matter for me because regardless, I'm going to get to play it. In fact, there's a benefit to being a game pass subscriber in this whole situation. Um, and I really yep. do think that will help the game pass numbers. That being said, at the same time too, there's cloud gaming that you can do. You can buy a series S, you can buy an old Xbox one and cloud game through that. Um, at the current moment as well. So Microsoft's left a lot of options to play games. If you want to find a way to play these games, you don't necessarily need to buy a $500 console. Sure. Um, so I think, um, and that was something that was pointed out to me uh, by somebody very wise, uh, TJ, um, when the Activision was bought out. Um, and I was very negative when Activision got bought um, as a PlayStation guy. And I kind of came around to it. And that's when I made the decision to get my Xbox. Um, you mean Bethesda? I think, you mean Bethesda? Or Bethesda, sorry. I'm getting confused in my head here now. Um, that being said, I'm just more concerned about the uh, the employees themselves and the developers and them getting mm-hmm. into an environment which is acceptable for them to be working in. Nobody yeah. should have to be in the conditions that they've had to uh, be in for work. It's not acceptable. Um, as we said, I think it's like 50 people have been let go from Activision uh, for misconduct. That's unacceptable. Yeah. That you found at least 50 people so far who ha- should need to be fired. That's just unacceptable that that c- culture was fostered. Um, and really, it does come down to the head. And I'm hoping that we see Bobby Kodak. Uh, terminated uh at any point have we said fuck bobby kodak yet i don't know if we i don't know if we if we did but i don't know if we made it clear we we I'm did sure. definitely say bobby fuck kodak somebody so, did yeah so fuck bobby kodak fuck bobby um, kodak bobby fuck kodak. so anyways um kodak, so yeah bobby so that's fuck. our thoughts our lawn mirandering as we had conversations in different facets of this this isn't going to be done with we're going to be talking about this for months probably um potentially years and the ramifications (sighs) it's going to have on the gaming industry i'm very curious to see where this goes so um all right with that being said let's wrap up then 
So a few quick reminders. I'll be uh, playing Mortal Kombat tomorrow, Mortal Kombat 11 story mode. So please jump in. We'd love to have you join us. Uh, if you want to check out my prior play sessions, they're saved on Twitch. That happens, right? Am I correct? Yeah, I think they can go back. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. The archives are there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. archiving all your streams. Don't worry. Okay. Oh, perfect. Good. So you can go back and you can watch the previous two if you want to get caught up on the story mode. It's a lot of fun. Go and check it out. Uh, Cozy will be streaming Nobody Saves the World, which is also our... Do we have a catchy name for the segment? Earlier we said play-along game. Play-along game? I Pl feel is kind of a, a temp name for this segment, but let's just say that's it for now. If you have better names for this segment, let us know. Um, By all means. So... Yes, please hit us up and give us what you think a good name for this segment would be. Um, but Cozy is going to be playing that and we're also going to be playing that as a whole and uh, coming back with our feedback on February 2nd. So we'd love to have you guys join us on February 2nd if you want to talk about Nobody Saves the World uh, from a little Canadian indie studio called Drinkbox Games. Um, that being said, thank you to tuning in to Press YYZ. If you enjoyed this broadcast, be sure to follow us on Twitch, subscribe to us on YouTube and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and I guess Spotify now too. We should add Spotify to that. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter at PressYYZ. Slide into the Discord at invite.gg slash PressYYZ to keep the conversation going. We have a lot of great chats in there. We'd love to have you join in. We even have a sub-thread for Wordle. So if you really like Wordle, there's a place to come and jump and we can talk about it. Uh, until next time, thanks for playing, guys. Have a great day. All right. Post-show, post-show. You know, I was uh, thinking earlier, I know that at some point we were debating having like one of press YZ's like gameplay shows be called press play. Maybe we could use that somehow like our, our press play game for the next two of pieces. The... Nobody saves the world. That's not bad. We can, know. we can workshop that. Um, okay. So let's talk about raving here. Um, I'm going to throw out a suggestion, Jim tasty, uh, a friend, uh, KFBF, uh, he's streaming Anthem. And if somebody's going to stream Anthem, I'd say we get them some viewers. <laughs> what do you guys think? I, sure. sure. I was going to ask, do, like, do you know why they're streaming Anthem? No idea. Okay. Uh, but I like Jim, so uh, I think it'd be great to give him a raid. All right. We played Virtua Fighter once together in stream. It's so possible maybe, send him over. maybe he's like grinding up that uh, platinum because the servers are going to go offline soon. In, in which case, like, you know, shout out to him. I hope that he can get that platinum. All right. We're raiding. All right. Okay, guys. I don't got a lot of time. I'm going to jump out. All right. Hey. Um, we do need to talk about getting a date in for that 12-hour stream.